0: podcast in the galaxy the Easy yeezy show hello and welcome back to the alizi yeezy show i'm your host alizi yeezy and today i'm joined by stand-up comedian pete ref <laughs>
1: <laughs> pete ref pete ref and asami but uh, pete Reff and Asami. yeah but if you want to add me on uh, instagram it is pete underscore comedy but my twitter is pete underscore ref
0: I like how yeah. you're getting the promo in within 20 seconds well, of us started. You
1: know, I got to, like, I'm I'm nowhere near you. I'm nowhere near as popular as you on, uh, online at the minute, but.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess I'll take that. How are you doing? You all right? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I think you've been doing really well recently. Not in a. Oh, that sounded very really condescending. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. that was so patronizing. Well, <laughs> done, well, P, well you tell you me, done what well. have I been
1: doing? What have I been doing
0: recently? <laughs> well,. Well, I just see on your Instagram, oh, hanging out with Sean Walsh, doing a little yeah. tour. Yeah, yeah, but that's How good. did that come about? Because that, to me, when I saw it on your Instagram, I was like, oh my God, that's so random. Well, good for you, well done. Well, Sean's cool. Touring
1: Sean, yeah, Sean's, uh, he's amazing. He's been a great help. Um, so I got uh, signed during the recent lockdown.
0: Yeah, like the 16th one?
1: Yeah, the most, re- the one where no one really, gave a shit that it was a lockdown, you know, the <laughs> yeah, whole. you one. outside still <laughs> walking around. Yeah, about. it was like the one where like people didn't give a shit how many walks we went on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got signed during that to, to sh- the same agency that Sean was on and um, and they were like, oh, Pete, do you want to open for Sean? Like on a couple of these dates? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then uh, we did the gigs and we got on well. It was like three or four hour drive. So if we didn't get it on well, that would have been pretty fucking awkward. Can I swear? Of course you can. Okay, yeah. Fuck. So I can swear? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. wait,
0: no. What did Kadikaris say? He was a guest I had on. You get one, one You get one fuck. Because with YouTube, right? Well, it doesn't matter for Spotify, does it, really? But with YouTube, they, um, they have an internal script that runs to mm. find out what you're saying. That's how they do the closed caption things automatically. But if you've got too many F-bombs in there. You can't do it. Okay, like so that. I won't
1: swear. I won't swear.
0: Say flip instead. That's how we've been trying to get around it. But then I always give up halfway oh, through. F- what about feck? You could try feck. Why not? I, I can't get away with saying that. Feck. I ain't got the accent. But if <laughs> I, I say feck, green are they going to be like, that's feck. an
1: Irish man saying...
0: Well, I don't know. It's an American company. So maybe they just won't oh, understand.
1: Flip. Flip. Flip, flip me. Flip. All right. I won't swear. No worries. Flip, no. no worries. I won't swear. Um, so what was the saying?
0: About Sean. So
1: yes. So I was driving. They were like, are you available to support Sean Walsh on tour? Basically, when they say that, they mean, can you drive? Sean Walsh to the gig. That's what tour sport is basically. And you share the car journey and if it, obviously if it's really awkward and you don't get on, then it's a pretty bloody awkward car journey. Um, but yeah, the first one we did was in Portsmouth and Sean absolutely smashed the gig. And obviously I'm like thinking, I was thinking, oh, I've just been signed. I'm, I'm pretty good, right? <laughs> and I went on and I was getting laughs and he came on at the end and he obliterated the gig. Mm. And then I think the whole way back we just got on because we were like talking about comedy and like I was so I was buzzing because I'd seen him absolutely smash this gig, and he was just a bit like, <laughs> like mate, it's normal for me, you know what I mean? So like and, and then every time like we get in the car with Sean because he's always like right where where are we fucking going? Oh sorry I can't swear.
0: <laughs> where we flipping going? Yeah yeah
1: he's like every time I'd get in the car with Sean he'd be like right where are we off to now? And I'd be like mate you don't get it this is like like my dream, you know, I used to watch this guy on TV Mm. and here I am now now kicking with him and I'm having a laugh. So obviously, like for me, it was a big deal. It's a big deal, but it's just another day for him, but. Yeah. But it was cool, it's a big deal, like obviously, isn't it? Opening for Sean. And then you get to like do these different like theater rooms and like rooms up and down the country where you just get to meet, you know, different people. It's cool, man, It's, it's proper awesome, yeah. So that was a fantastic.
0: How
1: long did you around. go on tour for? Uh, so tour works differently to what to what I thought it was. I thought it mm-hmm. was like, you know, you go go on tour and you're away for months on end. But like you'll do like three days and then you'll come back to London and then you'll do your other gigs and whatever. Mm. And then maybe in a few weeks time you do another few days. But like I don't do a whole run. I'll do like a few dates here and there. So the most recent one, we went up to Buxton and we went to uh, Barnsley, mm. and those were interesting areas. How come? The, well, it's just like I don't know. they are walking <laughs> around looking like I don't know. It's just different to London, isn't it? Everyone's white for a start. <laughs> Do you, you know what I mean? Like, so it's very different to London. Like, and obviously, and Sean doesn't care as well. Like, he'll have a passionate conversation about comedy. In the middle of the street, so it's me and him sort of going at it, and people are like thinking, "Is that Sean Walsh baiting mm. an Asian man in the street?" But it's like we're we're talking, you know, openly and having a laugh and whatever. But um, no, it's cool. It was cool. The last three dates were really fun. So,
0: did you get to have any like diva demands on the tours? Like, oh, I'd like a bowl of M but only the red ones. No, no. The <laughs> only
1: thing that uh, <laughs> the only thing that Sean wants is, uh, and he does, he does. He's not even fussed by it. It's just because you drive a long journey. You're in the car a long time, and we sometimes don't get to stop for food because we're going to be late for the gig. So we have to just drive straight there and we're starving. So the only thing is uh, bananas and water, and that's
0: it. That's right, that's very healthy.
1: Yeah, and he did a recent post about, uh, like there was these green bananas and he was like, when the hell am I going to eat these in three months (laughs) time?" (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no, it's easy going. It's good fun. It's good fun, man.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. I'm very pleased for you. Yeah, it's it's because you, you did stand up, didn't you? Well, I did a tiny bit, and then the neurosis caught up with me. The, is it neurosis or is that, is that something else? Neuroticism. Neuroticism is neurosis, isn't it? What does neurosis is probably mean? Probably not. Where's your laptop? You should be googling this stuff, Kesmotion. What What does neurosis mean? Yeah, what's neurosis mean? Is it mean? <laughs> is it mean? <laughs> being is it mean? Blipping out. out. What's neurosis mean? Do you know when you just read neurotic, so, the insecurities creeping? Mild men's wellness sounds about right, doesn't it? It's not caused
1: by organic disease. It symptoms of stress, depression, anxiety, obsessive behavior. Stress, depression, so, anxiety. So every comedian on the circuit then, isn't it? Like, basically, every comedian has that. I but. feel
0: like I'd be in good company then, but I can't. Uh, th- this this episode's not about me, it's about you. But I can't jump that barrier of, okay, I'm going to do this. Maybe it won't be good to begin with, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, because it was the Cav we met at, wasn't it? Which is very new material. I think and very new comedian.
0: I think I saw you years ago at a stand up night though. Cuz I remember that I don't I don't know, I just remember vaguely. Oh, that person's Irish.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Is that right? <laughs> well, I,
0: you, like and you looked familiar, which is why it, it feels like the Cavendish the, cave the
1: Arms? Ca- Cavendish Arms yeah.
0: Yeah, if it was then, that's probably like why I approached you afterwards. So I'm very sure that I'd seen you like years ago. And sometimes when you're out like living in London, you're you're going to the circuit or whatever. It's nice to then see a few years later, like, people doing really well. Because there's a few people that I've sort of, from six years ago even, still kept in touch with. And you can see, like, they're at different stages. And they're getting all... Do you know who I met once, actually? Nish Kumar. He was opening for Noel Fielding in Shoreditch. And now he's got, like, shows on TV. I was like,
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean... Yeah. But I'm still new at this. I'm still, like... I love learning from other comics Mm. and whatever. But I feel like you're always... It's full of a lot of rejection... And few successes. Yeah. Which is shit when you think about it. You know, you don't want to be doing something like that because it's a lot to take, you know? It's like constantly getting, I don't know. But then when a success comes, you're just like, okay, right, I've got that now, but I still want to get more. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of, it is hard to be in.
0: Mm.
1: Hard, like, mentally taking those knockbacks and whatever. But you take it from the audience every night. If you go up and say a new joke and it just falls flat on its face, do you know what I mean?
0: yeah but it's bad enough being on youtube and like doing videos and some of them work some of them don't yeah i suppose i've
1: see i still have to do the open mic circuit of youtube what's is that do you reckon i'll be all right at that
0: i don't know that's not so what do i watch at the moment i just watch videos of like this lady cutting dog's hair that's what i watch on youtube (laughs) so i'm no (laughs) good. it's my job like to be on this platform being aware of what's going on but the stuff I watch is I watch videos that have like 300 views of like. Do you remember Abe's Odyssey? Did you ever play? Yes. Right. It people. People. Um. They, they take Abe's Odyssey. They hack into it. Yo so yo yo yo. yo, They have their, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. their own little bits.
1: Basically, these people. That was like the best game on the PlayStation, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> these people basically make their own levels using like some sort of hack or a ROM or whatever. Oh yeah. And then they play through their own levels of like varying difficulties, and they get like 500 views or so each. And I, I'm one of those views. I sit there, and that's what I do. I watch.
1: <laughs> oh really? Oh, what so you just watch people playing homemade levels of Abe's Odyssey? <laughs> it's that really addictive. That's such a weird niche. It's so like, addictive to like be into. You know? It's like, so
0: satisfying to watch because they play the, it really well. I think well. your
1: viewers are getting like an insight into your mind right
0: now. <laughs> like, <laughs> they always do that every time on. Like, cards. do you know
1: what? Actually, I'm not that interested in this girl anymore. Let's click off. Let's go and watch some Abe's Odyssey.
0: <laughs> it's good. Give it a go. Homemade levels. <laughs> Well, let's go way back, all the way with you, right? Oh, when right. did you start to know that you liked comedy? Were you were you funny at school? You're bringing
1: out your big red book. Was I funny at school? I liked to mess around at school. Yeah, I liked making you know fart noises under the old uh, armpit and whatever. How and old were you my... then?
0: Like sixteen?
1: No, I was no. I remember that was the first thing that that was the first thing I ever laughed at in school, and I couldn't stop laughing because I'd never seen like someone do a fart, like I was obviously first, what's that year? What is it over here? Well, your first year of primary school, what's it called?
0: year Reception. Yeah, Reception.
1: Reception. <laughs> so that was the first thing I ever laughed at and I couldn't stop laughing like the whole day when my mate did it. And obviously, cause I'm fascinated, like how do you make your armpit fart? Like, and a fart's always funny, isn't it? So I remember that was the very first thing I laughed at in school and ever since then, I was like, oh, I want to make people laugh. Uh, okay, so I wanted to make people laugh because of a fart noise under the armpit. So. That's where my... That's what made me want to be a comedian. No, I don't know. I think... Uh, I don't know. I was always considered... I remember I got one report in school. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember my dad's Indian, right? Mm-hmm. So we they don't mess about. <laughs> I know sometimes people get a bit tense when you talk about Indian parents, like being strict and whatever. But they don't mess about when it comes to school. And I remember one time my teacher said, Peter's a likable student, right? And... uh Peter's a likable student, but he just hasn't learned to focus and get channel that energy into getting good grades. And I basically got all D's or whatever. So I did crap. And my dad just called me a likable asshole for the rest of the year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he
1: was like, you're a likable asshole. <laughs> like I literally just got called for that whole year by my dad. So my dad was very strict on me, but it was almost like... uh and then he'd kind of, like, not lock us in the room to do our studying, but say you have to stay in your room. God, I'm really putting my dad down here, aren't I, with this? But uh, he did, he was very strict with the studying, right? Yeah, sure. So it was almost like when he did that, I was like, right, okay, lock me in the room. Now I'm doing nothing. <laughs> so it was almost like I was saying, you know, F you to the system. Yeah. Kind of like. And that was why I didn't really do well in school. I left school at the age of 16.
0: Oh, what did you do then?
1: I went to National Youth Theatre
0: into the theatre
1: yeah because I loved um no I think I saw Lord of the Rings and I thought oh god these guys are class act. well no I watched the special features and I saw they lived a nice life going to all these um movie premieres and stuff and I was like so it wasn't even the acting or anything it was like it was like the glamorous life they are leading I was like I want to do that Um and I think that was when I researched what uh, Orlando Bloom had done and he went National mm. Youth Theatre so mm. I was like oh I'll just go there then And I auditioned and I got in. So, and that was that.
0: What, they just, did they hold an open audition? And that was it? Yes.
1: So apparently only 500 or 300 to 500 get in out of like 2,000 applicants. So I think that's pretty good. No,
0: that is. That's That's pretty good, good. isn't it? Yeah, well done. And it was
1: the lady from, um, here's me blowing smoke up my own ass here. Do you know what I mean? Go for it. That's what this um, is for. It was, uh, who was the lady? It was called, uh, it was, I think her name is Froggy in, um four weddings and a funeral. She oh, gave nice me the audition and she was lovely. And I remember feeling so comfortable. And If it was someone else, I probably wouldn't have done a good audition, mm. but I did a it Jack Black School of Rock, you know, mm. the man speech, that was my audition. And that got me in, so.
0: Oh, that's amazing. How <laughs> yeah. long were you there for? Uh,
1: well, National Youth Theatre is like, you're a member. Mm. I did it late. When I did it, I was 21. So from 16, when I left school, I was just working in pubs and stuff. I was a bit of a tear away. Like, and then I remember my mates were still in school and I was working in this pub and like, I'd ring them on their like lunch break to come down to this pub, cause it had a hotel room and we'd just do wrestling moves on each other in the hotel room for like their whole lunch break. And then it'd be like, all right mate, see you later. Off to, off to school again, see ya. And I go back and work in the bar
0: Did that not make you feel... uh, Maybe not left... I don't know if left out would be the right word, but... Left out? No, because... uh,
1: What, you mean left out? Like that they were still in school and whatever?
0: Well, kind of a little bit, because you're out there, you know, doing a job and your mates are still in education.
1: So my dad was like, right, you're going to get your driving test as well, so Mm. you can do the school run, because I had younger brothers and sisters, a younger brother and sister, and, well, no, two younger brothers and one younger sister, and I've got an older sister, but when it was doing, my dad was like, "Right, instead of mom doing the school run now, you're gonna do it." So hmm. when I do the school run, I go and hang about with my mates at school. So it was kind of like I was at school still, <laughs> well, or I'd go and see my mates at school. So it didn't really affect me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, that was a uh, that was my dad using me to. It's obviously so so because he started his own business, right? My dad's always in starting businesses, and he wanted mum to be like the secretary, so he would be like, right, Jane, you can't do the school run anymore. Pete's gonna do the school run. He'll go off and do the school run. He'll work in the pub, and then he'll go and get the kids and pick them up. So I was like, I was not only basically the stay-at-home mum, but I was always a bar- I was also a barman as well. So that was like my my life from sixteen to twenty-one, and breaking into buildings and. Messing around and like we'd break into abandoned buildings. This is what we had to do when we were younger because the internet wasn't as big as what it is now.
0: What would you do in the abandoned buildings?
1: There's a, there's abandoned buildings. There's an abandoned building in Brentford. It was called the Lucashead building. You may all know it. If you drove past it on the motorway, it was like, it was an abandoned building. We'd go in there, start fires, and I don't know, just mess around basically, like have fun. Do you know what I mean? Doing what kids should do. I, not, not that I'm advising people to go out and start fires, but it was like, <laughs> You know, we just mess. about, have a few drinks and whatever? It's <laughs> living life, man.
0: And then you went. You went to the National Theatre.
1: National Youth Theatre.
0: National Youth Theatre is that the one where? Is that the same place where Orlando Bloom like fell out of a window and he broke his back or something? And then he went and did Lord of the Rings. Is that is true? That, is that true? Maybe I made that up.
1: National Youth Theatre was like a mini uni
0: because
1: mm. you'd stay there. You stayed there for two months and do the course. During like the holidays, which was held at like a uni halls, so it was kind of what I'd imagine going to uni is. Yes. So he fell out of a build. So that's where fell out of oh.
0: window. Well,
1: he's, be- he's been. He's. All- I reckon he was stoned. He well, no, you'd get, you'd get, you would get pretty smashed at these things because it was like there's no adults around. Mm. It's even run by kids, like they're they're like it's run by young people. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it was like there was no real adults to tell you off. I remember I got like really drunk one evening and I stayed in one of the rooms and it was like bunk beds and I threw up and like I was on the top bunk and I threw up and like I threw up on all like this kid's head basically who was on the bunk below. And like, because it's not run by adults, it's kind of like, you know, you're, the supervisors are like 18 to 25 year olds. Yeah. And one absolutely bollocked me for it. I was like, look at you, you're, you're, it's a disgrace, do you think the world's against you? And he had a right <laughs> call, me. I was like, literally like, I literally got braided by this kid and I literally came away thinking, do you know what? I probably would have preferred that from an adult. Yeah. <laughs> rather than someone my own age telling me, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was good. No, national theater was quality. And I did a couple of theater shows with them up and down the country. So that was pretty cool.
0: Oh, what type of theater?
1: So they did one on the Bradford Riots, and I played a taxi driver called Imran. So I was kind of type typecast. <laughs> um, so I was one of the I was a Muslim taxi driver, and uh, but that was it was good fun. Yeah, and that's where I met one of my good mates, who's my good mate now, and we used to mess around again there. So we'd like sort of take not take the piss, but we'd have a laugh, hmm. and the director got a bit, you know, come on, stop stop messing around, take it seriously. But um, me and him had a laugh. His name's Akeel and He's a filmmaker now, so he's doing really well. Yeah, Akeel Ahmed. Mm. But he's doing a lot of uh, TikTok mini films, and yeah, he's he's doing really well. So. Oh really. Yeah, so I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went because I met him.
0: Yeah. No, that's written there. It's just nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I no. My my brain just got taken away with like TikTok then because oh it's yeah it's the website to be on like doing TikTok content but mine it's all so quick it's, isn't it Yeah, but it's dire. Are you on it? (laughs) Yeah. Don't like it.
1: And are you doing well on it or?
0: Um, I haven't been putting in the effort, to be honest, because you can just feed the algorithm loads on TikTok and then you'll see results. I've already seen some results with some little TikToks I've done, you know. Immediately get like a few of them have had like what forty thousand views and I didn't have a TikTok like what, two months ago. But it's just it's a pretty dire website, like the people on there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did one. No, I did a couple of videos that got like 200 views, 300 views, and then I did one about like, I I did one about, oh the, um, do you know when the uh, police were like arresting people or they were saying if you leave your hotel once coming back from holiday during the whole lockdown? If you leave the hotel, then we're going to arrest you. Yeah. I and mean, you're going to jail basically. <laughs> yeah. So I did one on that like taking the piss out of that and it got like 350,000 views on it. And then I had like people in India messaging cuz they obviously the the video was doing okay, right? Mm. And they'd mess there was a like a protest going on about Indian farmers or something and they were like speak up for the Indian farmers and I'm like I don't know what's going on. Like, I like I'm not the voice of India. Do you know what I mean? But they obviously say that I'm a, an Indian guy. Yeah. And they they wanted me to sort of comment on it, but it was just like well, we'll ju- I don't know anything about this. But it was quite big in the news in India at the time. So yeah, I see what you mean about there being a lot of, you know, <laughs> like, weird things yeah. going on, on TikTok. Like
0: yeah, I mean that can also happen on YouTube a bit, but. You just kind of ignore it but for some reason i've just noticed on tiktok i i don't know it's a very like the comment sections i'll spend quite a while going through the comment sections oh then, you don't
1: read your comments do you
0: no no not on my tiktok on yeah. other people's sometimes oh, yeah. there are some tiktoks that are quite questionable right yeah and then i'll just like send them to that like, you know one of these lots and just be like size open comments because you just like tiktok <laughs> yeah. comments are so harsh yeah, like, yeah way yeah. harsher i've actually i've disabled tiktok comments on mine yeah yeah just because like I'm a YouTuber and I do YouTube and I speak to people like via this platform and I I, you know sometimes reply back to comments on my big videos sometimes right yeah that's enough for me I'm not going to TikTok to make friends yeah yeah and after seeing like the comment sections on TikTok like I'm glad that I went with that uh, decision to disable the comments because it's it's like the Wild West over there.
1: No, I know. It was like, there was one on (laughs) my, like I was like, this video is shit, right? It's like basically slating my video, yeah. Mm. And uh, my girlfriend's like, oh, don't respond, don't respond. She's like, stop reading the comments. And like, I should not read them, but you want to read them, right?
0: i like reading other people's just because like because they're well harsh people can't comment on my tiktoks and i saw like my videos themselves on youtube like i wouldn't have the time to go through and read like hundreds of comments and oh i make not time mi- no it's not mentally healthy <laughs> you can't do I it I know I, know. I
1: know I shouldn't and that's what Charlotte said. charlotte my partner she's like don't don't read the comments but there was this one guy i replied to and it was like a back and forth back like, oh you're just a prick mate and he was and he give me back and whatever and then i looked on his profile and the one video that he posted was him in a club spitting in a girl's mouth.
0: There you go, class so act. It was like,
1: so it was like, okay, I think I win this one. This guy's an idiot. Um, and then Charlotte was like, see, don't engage.
0: So. Yeah, and sometimes people leave neggy comments because like they want you to interact with them because it will like, yeah. like, turn out that they're a fan or whatever as yeah, well. Yeah, like, that yeah, can yeah, I, yeah. I see yeah. that happen to other people. Obviously, I don't bother with that kind of thing. It's just, yeah. it's not it's not it's not mentally healthy because one of two things will happen if you start reading all your own comments um the negative ones if there are like many will get to you like yeah. they they just will like some of them might not but then you'll get one that will get through your barriers and be like oh actually and then you'll like chew over it for a few days whatever or you'll believe all the comments uh gassing you up and then your head won't be able to fit for a door Oh, no, we <laughs> no, Yeah, we're I right. get a lot of comments in my videos and they're all some variation of, or most of them are some variation of, oh, you're so great. And I'm just sitting here like, I'm just me. I'm not great. I can't yeah. be reading this.
1: But it's like when you get one like that, even on Instagram, if you get one like that, you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know I'm great. Yeah, yeah. You know." Or you're like, yeah, that, yeah, okay. Whatever, you like it. But it's when you get a bad one, it's kind of like, ah, okay. So I need to look at that part. Like I don't know. That's why I think I I need to look at that part of myself. Like you know what I mean. But I don't know. I do. I do. I, I take the ones that are like, oh yeah, you were funny or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, cool. Like mm. whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't make me feel any better or whatever. But it's when you you see those ones that are a bit hurtful. You're like, oh, they think that about me. It does hurt. It does hurt, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Of course. So but I didn't it think it would. No, but like because. When I... I'm quite thick-skinned. Mm. So, like, when I was growing up and whatever, if someone would say that to me in person, I'd be like, I don't, don't care what you're saying. But when you read it and you can read it, you're like, oh, that person's actually taking the effort to send me that message. Do you know what I mean? It, hurt, <laughs> yeah. it goes deeper, I don't know. But that's yeah. why I've been told not to read comments.
0: No, absolutely don't. Like, that's my number one rule. Don't Don't engage and don't read the comments. Or if you do engage, engage with, like, the positive ones. I usually just engage with ones that are funny, if I find them funny. But my audience is quite... Funny, so I'm lucky in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've cultivated that type of uh, space and yeah,
1: audience. I can imagine that would have been hard in the beginning though.
0: Yeah, oh, way back, way back then. Mm, I guess, yeah, I guess it's always difficult in the beginning because you do, if you're getting like, say five comments on a video that you've done, you do want to be involved and read them. And it's interesting because you're interacting with people um, from wherever, who normally you wouldn't interact with whatever. Uh, But usually in the beginning, you're not very good.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So That's what I mean, the open mic circuit of YouTube. Yeah. Where it's like the the start, you know?
0: Yeah, because there's quite a learning curve of YouTube. But then I suppose like if you're in the open mic circuit doing stand-up, like actually out, um, even Uh, if you do bad, people aren't going to come up to you and be like, this is bad. But if you do a bad... No, but they let
1: you know by being silent.
0: Yeah, but they don't come up to you and be like, "That was shit." No, that and it doesn't stay.
1: It doesn't stay on the internet, so it doesn't stay up for mm. everyone to see.
0: But if you do a bad video, people yeah. can comment being like, oh, "This no. is well oh, shit," and God. then that can minimise like your motivation to continue doing it. Yeah, because you know? so if if there was path. videos
1: of my first gigs, <laughs> I would not be. I would not be. I'd probably people would be like, "No, no," because he said that. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're learning. You need to learn. Yeah. You need to learn how to but some of the stuff I was saying in the very beginning was trash.
0: Well, let's talk about that. When did it go from theatre to interested in stand-up? Did you like watch stand-up comedians when you were younger? Yes, Who Kevin did you Bridges.
1: Kevin like? Bridges, Sean Walsh, Michael McIntyre, mm. um, Dave Chappelle. Nice. Uh just do you know the the Christmas DVDs? I mean that makes me sound old, but <laughs> I loved sticking on, you know, or when it was on at Christmas and like someone would get a present, they'd put it on and the whole family would watch, and like obviously Kevin Bridges is like you know Scottish. There's a lot of similar crossover topics, you know, growing up in Belfast and like him being Scottish, um, with Catholic Protestant thing, yeah, you know, Celtic Grangers and whatever,
0: and disliking the English, yeah, <laughs> kind
1: of. Um, because the funny thing about me. Is when you're in Belfast, you're brought up to think... Well, when you're in a Catholic school, you're like, oh, the English is the enemy, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when I came over to England, when I moved to England at the age of 15, 16, I remember thinking, these people are all right.
0: Do you know what I mean? No, but like, (laughs) I
1: was like, why have I been... Not that I was told, but the people you hang about with, it's like, you know, you're sort of...
0: it's kind of tribalism, Screw really, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's kind of like... It's
0: kind of like being English and, like, you know, when you're a little younger, like, really young, I mean, eight or so, and you're reading about, learning about history or whatever, um, and you hear your, your parents, or maybe not your parents, shouldn't drop them in the... But, you know, like, the whole English versus French thing. Oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, they're yeah. French and blah, yeah. blah, and It's like, where does this come from? He, my mate who's behind the camera, he watches a lot of uh, documentaries, and he, oh, yeah. he doesn't know where the, the French or they always surrender thing comes, comes from, you were saying. Like, it's, it's just, like, not really historically accurate. <laughs> is it you know but you you grow up <laughs> what? what they've had a strong military history oh, they've yeah, had a yeah. strong military history. isn't issue, that
1: isn't, isn't that that they're doing that yeah that's
0: Ar- like against the archers because yeah, yeah. they've cut their fingers off yeah, yeah you know about but that. but why stuff.
1: would you yeah do yeah but why would yeah. you cut their fingers off why do not you just cut their head off
0: i don't know now the biggest irony is that like my boyfriend's french
1: so oh is he <laughs>
0: well I yeah he's half french what a bloody irony there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That.
0: joining the two countries together because
1: <laughs> obviously you don't you don't hate i don't think the majority well maybe the majority of english do hate the french but it's just a funny
0: yeah it's, it's like a funny do, kind of like ribbing yeah it's ribbing, I think it's the it? older generation because like the younger i don't ever hear the younger but growing up like listening to the old generation say that kind of stuff the type of people who watch like dad's army yeah yeah. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i
1: know and, and like when you go to france sometimes you, they purposely won't speak they'll just speak french And they'll make you speak I've I've had that where they're like, no, I'm not gonna speak English. They're like speaking (laughs) French. And then at the end they'll go, Thank you very much. And I'm like, you could have just had the conversation rather than me getting my book out. They're trying you. That's Yeah, they're trying to get you to to, No, you're gonna speak our language, you know what I mean? Which is fair enough. But um I do feel like I have to clarify to them, but I'm not actually English, so you don't have to.
0: You don't
1: have to do it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be like that with me. But um, I don't know. They probably just think anyone that speaks English is English, you know. Mm. But yeah, what were we talking about before?
0: How did you get into stand-up? How did you go from that to that?
1: So I always like the DVDs. I always like watch. I find them hilarious, man. Even now, when I watch comedy, I struggle to think how an audience can sit there and not piss themselves. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I find that often in London audiences, they'll sort of sit back and be like, oh, yes. Oh, darling, that's funny. Stop. And it's kind of like that. Whereas I'd be at a comedy show, like, slapping my mate. (laughs) You know, this is this guy. You know, I'd lose my shit when I go to a comedy show. But the Londoners, I don't know. It's I'm not having a go on oh, the. Yes. Where
0: have you been doing gigs, like Hampstead,
1: South East London? Oh my god! Like really? it's kind of like <laughs> just give them a bit of a, you know, oh, very good, jolly good, jolly good, and they sort of sit back and relaxed. You know, it's like they're having a Sunday dinner mm. and watching comedy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I don't. But then when you go up north, it seems to be more like there'll be roar of a laughter. And then it will it will erupt into a round of applause and they're they're feeling it man I love it, but sometimes when I get a crowd that's like oh it's a bit mellow I'm like what do I need to do to raise this room to the point mm. where they're losing their shit, so I enjoy that side of comedy. Um, and when I started a comedy and you saw me within my first year I think maybe, um, so that was at the Cav because I used to do my early gigs at the Cav because mm. it was very friendly. I almost quit comedy before doing that because. I went to a show where I was doing like, I was trying to find my five minute set. That's how comedy works. When you start out, you get your first five minutes. Yeah. So I'd, I'd written this set and it wasn't funny at all. If if I show, I would never show you it. You're never going to see it. <laughs> You're never going to get access to that because no one's ever going to say it. It was so terrible, right? It was awful. And I've kept it on a drive and I'm going to burn that drive when I do Live at the Apollo <laughs> because it's literally, it deserves to be in hell. That set, right? So, um, I went and did my first five minutes and it was terrible and I did it in a pub in Tottenham Court Road. It was above a pub. It was in like some dingy room and oh my God, I came out of that gig. It was my sixth gig because the first four were like Supportive gigs, you know, like, oh, come on. Yeah. Great. Great. Go for it. Pete. We love you. And it's like, you know, they're made (laughs) to be supportive. Whereas when you go to an audience that don't know you. Yeah. And you're saying that stuff. It was it was very embarrassing. And um, it was the first time I've come out first time I've literally thought in my head. I'm I'm worthless. Like that was Mm. the worst. That was pretty bad feeling coming out of that gig. And feeling like these people don't find me funny. And another thing is like the comedians, the rest of the comedians, they don't want to talk to you because you're you're not funny, right? So they're just like, oh God, that guy had a bad. So they're kind of like, you know, ignoring you. Mm. So that was the worst feeling. And I said to my girlfriend who was saying, you know, come on, do stand up. You should try it. She got me actually the first, she got me a course, a two day course. I think it was like, um, some comedy course where they teach you to do stand-up comedy and at the end of the two days you do a gig in a pub and that mm-hmm. was one of the supportive gigs and obviously like I smashed because everyone did because it's like you know they're made to make you feel great and whatever and uh, I smashed and I thought you know what I'm going to be a comedian like I can do this and it was a massive reality check when I went to that gig where I felt like nobody wanted to talk to me and I literally was like I can't do this Charlotte. it's terrible I can't do it I can't go through that and then I think it was two weeks, three weeks before I went back and did another one because I sort of thought, you know what, it wasn't that bad. And then I went and, and that's when I went to the cave, and it was a bit more supportive. And I think that's an important thing is if you're going to do stand up, go somewhere where it's supportive so you can get your, you know, reserve games in. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Where you sort of like learn a bit of technique and stuff, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was my girlfriend that told me to do it. She said, Yeah, go and do you should you should be a stand-up comedian. Because I was I've always pissed around in an office and stuff. Like I've my aim in every office job I've had is to get fired <laughs> once I've passed my probation. Is to see what I can get away with to get fired. And I've always been like that in every single job I've had. Let's hear a few. Uh so I worked at Gumtree. And Oh really? Yeah, I worked at Gumtree. And uh and I used to like I got on well with my boss and stuff. His name's Albert. Um he's he was cool. Like he used to find me funny and stuff, but then I've been there so long and I was like, Oh, actually I got bored, you know, And when I get bored. That's always bad. Cause I always try and get fired. Mm. So, um, and, and one of my mates was an actor and I was like, fuck it. Should we just, should we just like try and be actors? And he was like, yeah, yeah. So we both just went and handed it our, handed it our notice. And then I was like, Oh, I kind of regret handing him a notice. But I want to be able, I want to make this like stick. I want to, you know, stick by my guns. So I went and deleted all the leads, like all the leads that they'd paid for. I deleted them. I was like, went through the system, delete, page, delete, page, delete. And then I saw like this commotion. It was like a film. I saw like this commotion going on in the, <laughs> the office, right? And they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And then they're like, it's Pete. He's deleting the leads. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> delete, delete, delete. And then my boss gets me in the room. He's like, Pete, are you deleting all the leads? And I was like, no, I was like, screw this, I'm out of here. You know what <laughs> I mean? like, so that was Gumtree I walked yeah. out of. And people will clarify that story. People will literally <laughs> clarify that story. And then the next job I did was, uh, what else, What other job did I get? Um, so I worked for this company. Oh, it was a terrible company. I'm not even going to name drop them because it's such a scummy little company. And um, it was in like some warehouse in uh, Liverpool Street. Mm-hmm and it was run by a husband and wife and I knew they got into arguments and stuff cause he'd come in with scratches on his face and stuff. And I'd just be like, oh my God, they've got a terrible relationship. And it's just like, you can tell there'd been, it, it was awkward, right? Yeah. So I worked beside this guy and I think the guy next to me was kind of like, uh, I don't know whether he was living in a hostel, but he smelled of shit every day. Like he smelled of actual shit. Uh-huh. And, and like, and, and it like it was awful. It was, I was like, oh, this guy, like the guy actually smelled like, really bad to the point where, like, what well, if I smell the shit? What would you say right now? Would you be like, you'd tell these boys after? Oh, I
0: like, yeah, probably. You'd I like, wouldn't hey, say anything to you because I'm just so British in that regard. I'd be like.
1: But yeah. you talk about it with these boys out. Did you smell him? You'd say, right? You'd be like, <laughs> did you smell that guy?
0: I don't know because I think I'd feel kind of like embarrassed for you.
1: So, anyway, that guy, like, I used to mess around in that office, right? Yeah, exactly, I was embarrassed. For I never, I didn't turn around to him and say you stink of shit, bro. <laughs> I didn't say that, I wouldn't do that. But I thought in my head, there's a smell and it's only here when you're here. You know. So I'm thinking that in my head. Anyway, he lost his shit with me um, one day because I was messing around. Um, I was like messing around, pissing about, And he used to fancy these uh, like old photos of old black and white photos of film stars. What? (laughs) Yeah, like he'd just be like, just just get them up and look at them. (laughs) So we'd have like old photos of like film stars, like of busty women, and he'd just look at them. (laughs) And I'd be like and then he'd click see the next one. (laughs) Click. And I was I looked at him one day, I was like, bro, what are you doing? This is weird. And he goes, listen, just stop this shit, all right? And he had a go at me. I'll knock you out. And he had a proper go at me. I said, fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't swear. Um, I was like, F you, mate. i like sh- sort of shouted it. And it was kind of an argument. And they were like, right, Pete, it's probably time for you to go. And I was like, why doesn't the guy who smells a shit get fired? Why is it, why was it me that got fired? <laughs> but to be honest, I kind of wanted to get fired from that job because it was so crap. Um, and then I worked for the Daily Express when they were running their Brexit campaigns and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So obviously me working for the Daily Express, it was kinda like that sort of, you know, um blood money for me. It was kind of like, okay, <laughs> well, I need that money, I need the money, so I had to work for them. Um, but everyone in the office that worked in that office, the advertising office was really cool. Mm-hmm. Even though you'd think, you know, it's a really racist, you'd think it's kind of, you know, racist newspaper and whatever. Um, but the staff that worked there were lovely, so I enjoyed that job.
0: Yeah, because sometimes that kind of thing, it's just a job for some people. Yes,
1: exactly. And they're lovely. They're kind of down down to earth. And um, I was actually offered redundancy at Mm. that job. And that was the the time where I thought, you know what, I'm going to make it as a stand-up. And I had never done a paid gig in my life when I accepted redundancy and thought I'm going to go full-time at comedy. I'd never had a paid gig. And I did it, and it obviously paid off because I'm making money from comedy.
0: Yeah, no, that's amazing that you yeah. took that leap and just did it.
1: Well, yeah, because, mate, you live once in this life, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I thought, screw it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And obviously I had the support of my girlfriend because she was making a bit of money. So, you know, when you've got that financial backing, you take it.
0: Yeah, I and mean, you've <laughs> just been doing that ever since. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But now <laughs> I'm making a bit of money as well. It's not like yeah. I'm leaning on her. But at the time it was kind of like there was a big pressure because I was like, oh, is this... Have I made a mistake? Because comedy, I don't think, is what it was like back in the day when they were doing the DVD specials and stuff. Do you I've know done. what I mean? Well, I don't know. I just think that, like, audiences are harder to please for a start.
0: In what regard?
1: Well, like, when you watch old clips of Live at the Apollo, people give a round of applause for a sneeze. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, they'll la- they'll clap anything. Whereas now you have to work for a clap. You literally have to tell a banger of a joke mm. to get a round of applause. Mm. Um. So I think it is harder. Yeah. Do you? What do you think? Because you've done gigs,
0: well, ages ago. <laughs> so my can... my opinions just aren't like I, I I'm not qualified enough to have an opinion on it. Because it's like, yeah, sure, I did a little bit of that, haven't in years. The only like quote unquote on stage thing I've done in the last year is I did a bit of singing. In a church in front of people.
1: Oh, well, yeah, but you're not going to get heckled at that, are you? <laughs> it's like... No,
0: but it was funny, though, because, like, um, I'd worried about... uh, We had to... Ch- I did Katy Perry fireworks, right? That's what my singing teacher gave me. I'd do singing lessons. In a church? Well, the, ter- the church was just, like, the event location. Oh, right, okay. Because they so it out. So it wasn't,
1: like, during, no, wasn't during like, a mass? No, it wasn't like a gospel right, choir. I know, because if you were singing Katy Perry during the mass, then that would be a bit
0: weird. Yeah, really getting, like, the old people to get <laughs> yeah, up
1: and, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: No, it was just like it was, um, it was so, a So you're a singer thing. then? No, no, I just do singing lessons. All for right. a laugh. Okay, well, go on, don't... give us a... Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, go on, tell us a joke. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. No, no, yeah, touche, touche.
0: Well, actually, I don't know. I've been considering some things recently, you know. I've, I've been reevaluating have everything going on. This is not, this is the Alize Easy show, but this isn't the Alize Easy hour, so I shouldn't talk about myself. But I've been thinking recently, like, what if I just become a rock star now? What if I just become a rock star next? What if I just do that?
1: Yeah, but you can. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, well, obviously you've got, you know, you've done what you've done, but you can do whatever you want now.
0: Well, I'm thinking of it. what well, is
1: that what you actually want to do?
0: I, d- I don't know. I don't know. If think you're going to do
1: a, that, you should do it now.
0: I think it's just an avenue that I might want to, like, try and explore, be a bit of a rock singer, be a bit of a, I don't know.
1: You should, because I, I'll be honest, right? When I did the stand-up, I would never have thought I'd get this far Mm. even though it's not far but i didn't think i'd even get to this point where i'd get paid gigs did you know what i mean or it'd be gigging with sean walsh or uh, and i've gigged with kerry godleman susie ruffle like you know you're gigging with those people and you're like wow i'm 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 you know i'm hanging with i'm nowhere near as good as it but i'm hanging with these people you know what i mean yeah so it's like i do think you should go for whatever Oh, I will you. Tell you that for anything. If you, if you, if you, you want have to be my
0: life coach, I need a new one.
1: No, but I have this conversation with a lot of people. Like I was speaking to someone um, recently and they were like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not having the best relationship. And I'm like, if you're in a relationship with someone who's not making you feel good, why are you with that person?
0: I know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally.
1: Cause you don't, don't you know, we're not time. here for long. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've got a bit of time, use that time. So I think if you do want to do it, go for it.
0: And I think in the last remainder of our time, uh, something very current happened What? yesterday, last night, Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith. <laughs> what do you think about that? He told a joke and he got slapped on stage. I don't
1: know. I think I I probably would have reacted the same way as Chris Rock and that was just get really, oh my God, this is awkward. Because yeah. it looked awkward. First of all, the slap looked fake.
0: Yeah, it did, didn't it?
1: Yeah. But then the thing that makes me think it wasn't fake was uh, Chris Rock's reaction. Cause he was like, uh, okay, that was, and then he pauses. Someone's obviously saying something in his ear. Mm. And then he makes light of the situation. Like, oh, that's the weirdest thing that's happened on TV or whatever.
0: And Will Smith also swore and it, yeah. was, it was live and they don't, you know.
1: Yeah, it was a not, bit. You're not meant to swear during yeah, live. Yeah, and he was so... crying after. And it was a bit like, oh God, this is intense. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm surprised Chris Rock didn't throw back.
0: <laughs> I think he held a lot of restraint.
1: I think, yeah. And, and like...
0: I think it also would have been shocked though because like, let's basically the Oscars, like sure, it's a bunch of rich people like patting themselves on the back, but it's a work event and he was doing a job. And I don't think you expect to be slapped at your job. It's not Top Gear and Jeremy Clarkson that producer over that steak that one time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also like, I, don't, I think obviously everyone's sort of saying, oh, you know, you don't... Um, a woman who's going through an illness and whatever but i don't know if chris rock was particularly aware of the fact that she's got alopecia do you know what i mean
0: even then it was a very tame it was a tame joke yeah uh, it was very yeah, tame. we've heard like so, so who this said I mean? worse <laughs>
1: but this is what i mean about audience is very yeah it can be very sensitive yeah do you know what i mean and it's kind of like oh Craig can i can i get away with saying that and and will smith laughed at the joke
0: well that's what gets me because it's like he laughed at the joke he looks over at jada jada's clearly not impressed so then from that moment on when he decided to get on that stage i just do not find his actions sincere in the slightest because why were you laugh in the first place then
1: yeah because it was a bit like but you don't see jada's face you see her going oh at the Mm. joke right but you don't see the point where will smith because will smith laughs. laughs you don't see the point where he looks at his mistress and go oh what that's oh that's not okay I'm going to go slap him, you know, and get up and slap him across the face. You know, you don't see that, but I would love to see that because I'd love to see the point where Will Smith thought, oh, you want me to go and slap him? Mm. You know what I mean? Because it was kind of, I don't know. I just, I want to say the whole thing. You know what I mean? But the slap looked fake, didn't it? Well, they are actors. I know, but then I watched it in slow motion. It did look like he caught him with his fingers. Yeah. So he did catch him.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know. I just, it, it, it's very, it's scary because now I'm thinking... Like, if I go and do a joke at an audience, are people going to think, oh, okay, I, I can go up and slap him now? <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you go a bit too far, like, are they going to feel like, well, Will Smith did it. You're getting it, mate. Whoosh, you know what I mean?
0: Everyone was thinking that over all the times that Ricky Gervais hosted the Oscars. They are like, well, we could have just hit him. Yeah, and they're <laughs> comparing
1: it to Ricky Gervais. And it's like, I do think, have you watched The Office? Which one? Well, like Ricky Gervais's, The David Brent Office.
0: Oh, uh, I prefer The US.
1: I love The Office. I love yeah. Ricky Gervais, The Office, right? And I do think that if if Will Smith had gone up and slapped David Brent in the face, it would have been like, oh, you're odd, because the camera. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? It would like, kind of be like a funny, you know, I'd, I, I would love to have seen that. I would love to have seen that. But um, compared to what Ricky Gervais did, Chris Rock got kind of, I think he got it quite hard. Because doesn't Ricky Gervais go up and take the piss out of everyone?
0: He goes up and basically calls people nonsense. And he's like, oh, yeah, Epstein, and know he was all your mate.
1: Yeah. You know, and sort of stuff like that. We're, like, this is another thing as well. Like, I think um, Chris Rock had, had made previous comments about Will Smith's wife.
0: I was deep in the lore about this today because I was reading yeah. up on it and stuff. Yeah. And, like, he's met... Well, they're sort of friends, sort of not. He's made, like, a comment here. or that. I mean, he's a... I don't know, he's a comedian. I just don't think that people should go around slapping people for for saying, like, maybe ill-tasting jokes or bad jokes. Yeah, he should
1: have said... he could. Do you know what would have been acceptable? Keep your wife's... Keep my wife's name out of your mouth, yeah? Say that. Yeah. Say it again. He gets it. You don't need to slap the guy. Yeah, you don't need to slap the precedent for it either. But do you think... I think he regretted slapping him.
0: I don't know what's going through his head. I've been reading a lot on this said. I just, I, I don't know.
1: Because he's apologised now. I think they've recently like said, okay, yeah, we're cool. It's cool. Like they've talked about it. So I don't know. But I don't know if there'll be a backlash for um, like will Will Smith get like less work from this situation?
0: I mean, I doubt I, I doubt it. I don't think so. But then look, if you're working in an office and your coworker says something that like you find a bit offensive, you can't go slap him, can you? If you did, you'd get fired. Do you know that's, what I mean? You know what yeah, I mean? that's like, a
1: very good point. But then what happens to the co-worker who said the offensive thing?
0: Probably just be told off by HR.
1: Yeah. Well, Or they both get fired.
0: Maybe, yeah, if you're having like fisticuffs in an office because you just you just can't go around hitting people. It is kind of like... Do, do, I've do s- you know
1: what's funny as well? Mm. Like if he hadn't have made a big deal and slapped him, less people would have heard the joke. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So now the whole world knows the joke. So he's actually publicized the joke. He's actually made it because I wouldn't have known. It was only because I got it received in a text today, because of the slap obviously. But who would have cared otherwise? Who would have cared?
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, if you show like a little bit of vulnerability to the world or to the public, if you if you show that there is something that if people say it's going to get to you, well, you've just given like all of your haters or whatever ammo. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. there's going to be a lot of. I mean, I've been seeing so much discussion about this today. I've been seeing people blame blame I'm, Jada, blame Chris, blame Will, blame all of them. It's
1: mental, isn't it? Because like, yeah. there's a war going on right now.
0: No, that's what I was and thinking. The
1: slap is like the main thing in the world, and it's like, it's come like, guys, on,
0: there's literally there's a, there's a war going on right now. Can we not like <laughs> I know, give it's it this ridic- much attention to these? But it just goes how sh-
1: it just goes how stupid the world is right now. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? That that's taking up the whole bloody news rather than a war in ukraine
0: it's just funny seeing like the type of people who are trying to defend it um i wonder if they had that same energy for the jeremy clarkson thing when jeremy clarkson punched the producer because he didn't get a stake and then he got fired and then like there's loads of people like you can't go to an office like punch people and then a couple million people signed an online petition to try to get jeremy clarkson reinstated in top gear you know but i just i just wonder because like i just like there to be consistency you know
1: I, i just i just think it's a joke. You know, I think Will Smith overreacted. He shouldn't have fucking, He shouldn't have slapped him. Yeah. And... But, you know... Maybe he had... You don't know. Maybe he had a bad... He's had a bad... Maybe he was drinking. That's still no excuse. shouldn't be drinking <laughs> in the office, mate. It's your job.
0: Yeah, shouldn't be at work about drinking. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. Oscars.
1: But then he was, like, partying and rapping along. to <laughs> like... <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme tune and stuff, you know, and it's like, oh, you've uh, you're having a good time now, okay, okay, like you know, <laughs> but I don't know, it's just, uh, if, I don't know, I God, I'd cringe, man, if that was me, I, I would cringe. It was, I felt bad mm. even when I was watching it. I was cringing, like this is awkward, like you know.
0: I saw a TikTok of someone being like, um, I think it's name, I think it's called the guy's called Moyo. He's a tic- he's a TikToker. He's well funny. Uh, your boy Mo, and he was like, "Look, Will Smith has had enough. He's been nothing but a meme for the last like five years. He has had enough. <laughs> yeah, but now he's going to be a meme for another five <laughs> no, years. Yeah. The bad memes I have seen today about this situation. It's that
1: mad. I, I, I-, I want to know what they're going to come out and say about it. You know, uh, once the DOS sells. Uh,
0: mm.
1: But you know what, Chris Rock's a comedian, so it's gonna he's going to make jokes about this for. He's going to get a good R out of this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He'll get material out of this 100% so it's done them both good probably.
0: So to conclude this podcast uh, don't slap people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't go around slapping yeah. people at a work yeah. event. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't slap people.
0: Have you got anything uh, coming up or doing gigs in London?
1: Um, I'm gigging a lot in up north mm-hmm. this week. Uh, I think I'm in Nottingham on Friday. I'm somewhere today luckily close by. Where are we? Hoxton? Yeah, this is Hoxton. I'm gigging in
0: Holborn. You said
1: Holborn. Mm. God, you know my diary better than
0: me. And I've got an amazing memory. I waste my memory on rubbish. <laughs> I tell you, I could have been like a I don't know a quantum physicist. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, on this podcast talking about celebrities <laughs> yeah. slapping each other. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks it's for having a me. I'd love you to come back sometime and chat more. Shit Absolutely,
1: with me. anytime, anytime, man.
0: And socials to promote
1: socials uh, Twitter is Pete underscore God I don't even know my Twitter (laughs) Pete underscore Wrath, and um, Instagram is Pete underscore comedy
0: amazing thank you so much and for everyone listening at home make sure you remember to like comment subscribe follow us on Spotify follow us on iTunes follow my uh, uh, third channel as well Uh, check out my first channel because there should be a big video that's gone up by now and that's all I'll see you guys next time bye see ya